Last week, we talked about God being able, but God is what? Faithful. And because God is faithful, amen, we can trust him no matter what happens, right? I told you last week, there's not a temptation that you will ever go through that God will not give you a way out. Aren't you glad that God knows how to find the exit for you when you want to stay in your situation? Amen. He says, he says God, with the temptation, will give you a way of escape. So tonight, I want to look at something tonight. I want to look at and talk about tonight that God is able to save. But watch this. God is able to save those who others have given up on. People may give up on you. But God will never give up on you. And it is because of God's ableness. <laughs> God's power. God's ability to save. And tonight I want to look at someone. I want to look at Paul. I want to look at this character, Paul, and I want to show you that the way we judge situations and the way God judges situations is totally different. You see, oftentimes when we look at lost people, we wonder, man, man, they, man, they way off. You know what I mean? Is there any hope for them? Can I ask you a question? Do you remember when? Come on, you never thought you would be where you are sitting tonight. Come on, somebody, tell your neighbor God is able. Tell your neighbor, I had other plans. Come on and help me somebody. Come on, help me somebody tonight. I had other what? Plans. But tell your neighbor God is able. Remember what I said last night. Save people come to church. Converted people can't sit at home knowing it's Bible study. Watch this. And talking about, I'm going to watch CSI. I'm going to watch whatever you're trying to catch up on. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to tell you, save people come to church. Why do save people come to church? Because in the church, we have the elements tonight. We have worship. We have fellowship at a distance with a mask on. But, you know, we got fellowship. Amen. 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 We have the ability to grow together. And I want to share with somebody today, God is able to save. I want you to open your Bibles to the book of Acts. And, and, and I want to show powerful that you would think that for some reason, or when you look at the character of Saul, Amen. 
you would say to yourself, man, there's no way. Tell your neighbor God is able to save. The Apostle Paul, uh, his name, first of all, let me give you his name. His name is Saul from Tarsus. Saul was his name. He had a lot of power. He spoke six different languages. He had a hatred for the church. Listen to me real good. Saul despised Christians. Before Jesus died, Jesus told his disciples this. He said, listen, you're going to suffer. And I believe that for many believers, we don't really understand that suffering is part of our resume. Right? But the very people that persecute us is the very people that God can save. Now, 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 before I give you the whole resume of Saul, soon to be Paul, God changed his name. But I want you to write this word down. Saul was notorious. Saul had a bad reputation. Saul approved the persecution of the church because Saul was working for the enemy. All right. Go to, uh, I'll tell you, Acts. Acts chapter 7. I want someone, this is Bible study, right? All right. I want someone to read Acts chapter 7, verse 54. Read that for me. We'll start there and we'll move into Saul until we find how God is able. Tell you that God is able. And, and, and the reason why I'm saying God is able in this context, God is able to save is because some of us have loved ones. Some of have, us have distant relatives. Some of us have uh, co-workers. Some of you have uh, people in your life who are not saved. I don't want you to save them. Oh, come on, help me, somebody. You can't save, we can't save anybody. But I want you to know that salvation came at a price. It's not, it's free, but it's really not free. Okay, salvation came at a high price as at the life of Jesus. Don't ever forget that, that your salvation came with a heavy price. And now as a believer, you and I, we are now experiencing growth, but we're, we're going to also experience persecution. But tell your neighbor, God is able. Watch the text. Read it for me. 54, anybody? They heard what? <laughs> okay. Peter is preaching, right? 
And, and Peter hit him hard, man. Peter like, listen, y'all are killers. That's what's up. Y'all stiff-necked, y'all. You know what I mean? Y'all are murderers of Jesus. You know what? The Jews were murderers of God. The Jews murdered God because Jesus was God. You with me? So now when they heard this, they were what? Cut to the quick. And what? Mm-hmm. This is Stephen, actually, that was preaching. Mm-hmm. So stop right there. Pause right there. That's a powerful revelation. Watch this. Stephen is about to be stoned to death. And what did he do? He looked up to heaven and the Bible says that he saw Jesus. Here's an evidence for whoever is a skeptic that Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father. And check this out. The Bible says that you and I have access to him and that he is able to hear your prayer because, and do something about it because of where he is. He's at the right hand of the father. Stephen is gazing up. He's about to die. And what does he see? He sees Jesus. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Watch it. Keep going. Notice the language. He didn't die. I said this last night. As a believer, we'll never taste death. All we do is take a long nap. That's it. So when you're crying and snotting like and all that kind of stuff, remember your loved one is sleeping. That's all they do is sleep. You just can't wake them up. <laughs> okay, you can't wake them up. They're asleep. <laughs> They're resting from their labors. You know what I'm saying? So here it is Stephen who was persecuted, who died for the cause. He's a martyr for the cause, right? But notice he called on the Lord. Can I help somebody with something? When you're going through, call on the name of the Lord. When you're facing persecution, when it seems like the world is just coming against you, Call on the name. I'm not just saying as a cliche. I'm saying use it as the power that comes from that name. Call on that name. And Saul's there. And then the text says in chapter 8, Saul was in hearty agreement with putting him to death. The Bible says, and on that day, a great persecution began against the what? Against the what? Church. Can I help somebody with something? As long as we do what's right and continue to open this, these doors, we come to expect persecution. And listen, don't be surprised at the fiery ordeals that come in your life 
But listen to me, God takes the, the trials and the persecution that comes against the church and he turns it around for the growth of the church. The church historically has always grown under pressure. You with me? Here's what I'm trying to say to you. Stop complaining about the persecution and start praising God that he's trying to grow you. Grow me, Lord. I understand that if I stay in my comfort zone, I will never grow. Watch the text. And the text says, what happened on that day? The church was scattered throughout the region of what? Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And some, some devout men buried, buried Stephen and made loud lamentation over him. But Saul, there it is, began what? Ravaging the what? The church entering house after house and dragging off men and women, women and he would put them in prison. Tell your neighbor God is able. Now let's talk about it for a minute. When you look at Saul's actions, you say to yourself, man, there's no way God can save him. As a matter of fact, you're not even thinking about salvation for him. Matter of fact, you're thinking some other stuff. But see, God can take what the devil meant for evil. And he can turn it around. You hear me? He can turn it around. For his good. Anybody believe that? You see, it's important that we understand that we may see all the violence that's going on all around us. And we may get an idea there's no hope for those people. But tell your neighbor, God is able. We never count anybody out. Are you with me? Watch the text. Therefore, those who have been scattered went about what? Watch this. Because of the persecution, because they were in Judea and Samaria, it is because of the persecution that the word was pushed out of Judea and Samaria to all those other places. Come on, somebody. If it had not been for Stephen's death, the word would not have left from where it was to around the world. So there's a lot of ways to look at persecution. And one of the ways that God moves his kingdom forward. Because you know what happens to believers? We get comfortable. You know what happens to, 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 to believers? We become complacent. You know what happens to believers? We complain that the air doesn't work. Church is too hot. Seat is too hard. Come on and help me somebody. But I want to say to somebody here today, sometimes God is causing you to feel uncomfortable because he wants you to get out of your comfort zone so that you can carry the gospel to somebody who needs to hear what thus says the Lord. 
Do you realize that we have the most powerful thing that can change a life? What is that? What is that? The gospel. The gospel is what saves people. Are you with me? The text says they went about preaching the word. Where? Philip went to, to the city of what? And began proclaiming Christ to them. The crowds with one accord were given attention to what was said by Philip. As they heard, they saw the what? Signs which he was. What was Philip doing before? He was just chilling. In Samaria, man, they were just chilling. They were, you know, they were just hanging out. But it took the death of one for the gospel to move from where it was to where God wants it. Do I have anybody? It says, and for in the case of many who had unclean spirits, they were coming out of them shouting with a loud voice. You know what pulled those evil spirits out of them? The gospel. Can I tell you something? God is able to deliver you and I from whatever bad spirit we may possess. It is through the gospel that those spirits will leave you. If you sit under the word long enough, God is able to change you and I. There's, listen, listen. If you sit in church a long time and you still got a bad attitude, something is wrong. Maybe you're not listening. Come on, somebody. Watch the text. The text says what? And they were shouting with a loud voice, and many who had been paralyzed and lame were healed. So there was much. Oh, I wish I had somebody. They went from persecuting to rejoicing. You see, you got to remember that in life, there are seasons that you're going to go through. And as you're going through these seasons, you have to understand that God is able to turn your mourning into rejoicing. To turn your mourning into dancing. So don't look at what you're going through, the pressure, the pain, the persecution that you're dealing with as something as if it's so strange that it's happening to you. Come on, somebody. I want you to say, because it's happening to me, God, I know that you are. Let's go now to chapter 9. Chapter 9, verse 1 says what? Now, so you got to understand, Saul wasn't no, uh, Saul had a lot of, here's what I realize about God. God takes those who are very passionate about whatever they're passionate about, whatever evil they're passionate about, and when he turns them and, and converts them and changes them and saves them, man, they become real disciples, sold out. So watch what happens now. Read it for me. You take your mask off so we can hear you. What the world? <laughs> Let me ask you this. Can you imagine 
So we don't have this today. You know, that, like you're a disciple and Saul is like, man, I'm going to kill y'all. I mean, I mean, listen, they were under pressure. They were like, man, listen, you going outside today? I ain't going outside today. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shoot, now they catch us, they're going to kill us. And, and listen, the death that they died in that time, it was, it was gruesome. They would take Christians, right, and they would go into what's called the arena, okay? And, and, and they would have these, these, these lions, right, and they would throw Christians into the arena to be eaten up. Christians. If I ever get a chance to get you to the level where I could teach you church history, you would be shocked, Matter of fact, I don't believe some of us would be Christian if, if we understood how gruesome the death of Christians were in the first, second century. I mean, absolutely gruesome. You, would, you What the Taliban is doing, that ain't got nothing on what the, the early Christians went through. And what we're going through, right, you know what we're going through right now? Oh, I can't pay my bill. Man, please. That's the last thing on their mind. Their mind was like, man, we finna die today. <laughs> like, seriously. And guess what? I ain't going outside. You going outside? I ain't going outside. And then you come up further along, and then, they, then it was that other time, the, the, the period of the emperors, where if you did not denounce your faith, they would hang you on a cross. I wonder how many of us can go through that. You see, God knows where we all are right now. I believe the pandemic is just God's way of saying, hey, man. I'm right here. Now, are you getting it or are you not getting it? Okay, so, so let me just prolong it a little bit longer. Till my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and, and turn from their wicked ways and then I will hear from heaven and then I will heal the life. Have we taken that seriously? Man, I remember at the beginning of this pandemic, we were praying and praying for a cure. We get the kill and then nobody wants to take it. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying we got the kill. Oh, what were we waiting for? This supernatural thing to come down from the sky and heal us? No, he gave us the vaccine, y'all. <laughs> no, I ain't taking that back. Shoot, they, they ain't testing. That, that, that's man-made. And then it's free. Do you know how blessed we are? Okay, let me give you a perspective right quick. There are countries right now who haven't gotten one drop of a vaccine. And there are countries who got it and only the elite is getting vaccinated. Not the people. 
but we can walk into a a CVS, a Walgreens, and say, "I'm I want a, I want a shot for free." Let me, let me let me let me say that one more time for free. And then if you say, "Well, I don't have no shot," you can go right down on Main Street by the train station if you want to take a test for free. Lord, why are you not healing us? Why are you not healing us, God? Why is this thing? You see, God already knows what we're going to do. And I believe that this lesson is not just for the world. This lesson is for the church. That my people ought to get it together. That my, Listen, you want me to be able, I can do all, I can do anything I want to do for you. But, but can I ask you a question? Will you commit your life back to me for real? How can you reach out your hand to a God that you don't serve? And you are Christian. You are a Christian. God is cleaning up his kingdom. Persecution cyber wars and all these other things are part of the plan y'all watch this Saul go ahead you see the word way circle that word or highlight it or whatever the word way is the Christian way. That's what they would call Christianity back then. The way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. He's the way. I thank God I'm part of the way. Anybody glad you're part of the way? I'm just trying to show you that the church didn't, didn't have it easy there's a church, you know what we're concerned about in church today? I'm not talking about y'all. I'm just saying, like, like seriously, we're, we're more concerned about attendance and not souls being saved. We're more concerned about prosperity. Everybody getting rich. Everybody want money. And guess what? God wants you to be rich. <laughs> Amen. But not for the reasons you want to be rich. And until that changes, then you're going to be waiting a little while. Your breakthrough going to come. Eventually. Go on, read that. Mm-hmm. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Come on, Lord. Stop right there. He's got approval to arrest, to kill, to 
to persecute any Christian belonging to the way. And on his way to Damascus, tell your neighbor the Lord is able. What did the Lord do? He stopped him in his tracks. Don't ever get so big where you don't feel like God can't touch you. Big bad Saul. Okay? The Bible says that when you persecute another Christian, you're persecuting who? Jesus. Oh, I don't think you better catch that in the text. The text says, why are you persecuting me? He wasn't persecuting him, he, but he was pers persecuting those who belong to the way. So guess what? You're at your job and they're tripping at you. They don't really understand what they're doing. I wish I had somebody. They don't understand when they mess with you, they're messing with Jesus. But make sure that you got a good case now, okay? <laughs> Amen. Don't, come on now, make sure you got a good case now, Lord. Now that I have Jesus, I'm talking about a whole Jesus. Amen. <laughs> All right? He says, look, he said, why are you persecuting me? He says, he said to him, he said, Saul, Saul, he calls his name twice. Why are you persecuting? He said, who are you, Lord? Notice he called him Lord. He says, what? See, every knee will bow and every tongue. Tell your neighbor he's able. So just when you and I think, just, listen, just when you think that that person is getting away with what they're getting away with, how they did you wrong, how they did, there's no way that they will ever get away with messing with one of God's children. You better hear me. And I want to tell somebody here today, God is able. Okay, so listen, you, you ain't got to retaliate. You ain't got to cuss nobody out. You ain't got to do none of that. You got to just continue doing because in due time, listen, listen, let me tell you something. If you won't do it voluntarily, God will catch you on that Damascus road one day and he will cause you to bow to him. You wonder, oh, how long going to take, Pat? I don't, just keep praying. I'm tired. You don't never get tired of waiting. Because God's time is God's time. One day is a thousand years. A thousand years is one day to him. Figure that math out. <laughs> Amen. So therefore, he says, the men who were traveling with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no one. Saul got up from the ground and watched as though his eyes were open. Tell your neighbor he could not see nothing. And leading him by the hand, and they brought him into Damascus, and he was there three days without sight, and neither ate nor drank. God had him in detox for three days. But God had to take his sight. Symbolically, let me help somebody. <laughs> It's dark right now. You can't see right now. Things are not clear right now. Could it be <laughs> that God is getting ready to change you? Do I have anybody? Watch the text. It says, now, when a disciple at Damascus named Ananias 
The Lord, I'm sorry, the Lord, and the Lord said to him in a vision. Now, let me help you now. God, in this dispensation, he dealt in visions and dreams. Okay, so I know some of you be having some dreams. And you see a cornbread and you see all that kind of stuff and you think, you dream three fish, you think somebody pregnant and all that kind of stuff. Let me just help you with something. God don't speak like that no more. Y'all with me? Some of us heavily, we, we can't wait to go to sleep. <laughs> Let me see what the Lord tell me today. If you don't open up your Bible, <laughs> I mean, if you don't open up your Bible, okay, you will forever live in superstition. And God don't want you living in superstition, okay? Watch the text. The text says God, God, and God showed up. It took a vision for Ananias. Watch this. And the Lord said to him, get up and go to the street called. Hold on a minute. God is able to save you from a crooked street and put you on the street called straight. Here's what I'm saying. You no longer going to be cheating on your taxes. You ain't no longer going to be claiming other people cheering that ain't yours. Tell your neighbor on a street called straight. You know what I love about God? When he saves you, he puts you on that. And look, you feel bad, man. Remember when they had bootleg movies out? Them DVDs? Had a stack of them DVDs. Then one day the Lord just put on my heart, that's stealing. I was convicted. But I couldn't convince my wife it was the wrong thing to do. <laughs> you know what we do to God sometimes? We be like, man, God ain't, God ain't, man, God, God ain't, God. Listen, you have a conscience. And then you have the Holy Spirit. And here's the thing about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will start tugging at your conscience, telling you, hey, that's wrong. Listen, if you're doing wrong and you're feeling right about it, oops, you better check yourself. Because if wrong feels good, and sometimes wrong do feel good, but here's what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> you better check yourself. Seriously, and, and, and I want to tell you because here's the thing. You may not pay for it now. But when you show up at that doctor's office, and you got some stuff that you don't even, you can't even pronounce the name. <laughs> you said what? And penicillin can't help that one. <laughs> you like, dang, what did I do? Then you start praying. Look at you. You get on your knees. You're like, Lord, please, Lord Jesus. I, I love you. Oh, I'm going to church today. Shoot, I'm, I'm in the church. <laughs> Lord, keep telling you, stay away from that. I know it look good. But you better be careful. All right, let's get back to that. I'm talking about that street called straight. 
and inquired at the house of, God has a sense of humor, boy, at the house of Judas, for a man from Tarshish, Tarshish named Saul, for he is praying. Oh, Lord, it's amazing when God save you, how you start praying again. <laughs> Some of you are prayer warriors now. you just prayer warriors. <laughs> You're just praying and praying, Lord, please, Lord, please. You weren't praying before, though. You, you just see, prayer, prayer for what? <laughs> Listen, I'm having fun by myself tonight, okay? So, please, I, this, I'm just having fun tonight, okay? Watch what he says, y'all. And he sees in the vision, vision a man named Ananias come and lay his hands on him. And watch this. And so that he might regain his sight. But watch this. But Ananias answered, Lord, now listen, the Lord showed up and gave you an assignment. Remember I wrote, told you to write that word down earlier, notorious? Watch this. The text says, but Ananias answered, Lord, I heard from many about this man. <laughs> How much harm he did to your saints at Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. But, this is what I'm leaving you right here tonight. Here's why I say God is able. And let me show you something about salvation real quick, okay? God doesn't judge on appearances. God doesn't judge on the fact that you done did all this dirt. God judges your heart. For what he predetermined that you would be doing for the rest of your life for him. That's how he's able to save a sinner like me. I'm grateful tonight. I'm grateful tonight. That if he judged it on what I did. Man, listen, man. But watch this text. Watch what he says. But the Lord said to him, go. For he is a what? A chosen. Hold on a minute now. Hold on, God. Only God is able to do that. When you think about the worst in you. And yet he sees the best in you. And then he says, you are my chosen instrument. You're my utensil. I'm going to use your life to write on the canvas of this world. Watch this. To change lives. To transform communities. Come on somebody. To make a difference in this world. That will last forever. Watch what he says. He's a chosen instrument of mine. To bear what? My name. Before what? The Gentiles. Kings. And the sons of Israel. 
In other words, God needed a man who could speak six different languages, who can get into these places so that he can bear his name. Could it be that that's what God is doing to you right now? Your persecution is preparation to put you in a place where you can tell somebody about his name. Watch this, watch this. Not only that, but Paul, Saul, and then God changed his name to Paul. Watch this. Saul had the ministry. Let's write this down somewhere. The ministry of suffering. You didn't know there was a ministry called suffering, huh? There is. And I believe that some of God's brightest stars receive that ministry. So you may be saying, Pastor, I'm suffering right now. I believe you're a bright star in the kingdom. Because the more you suffer for him. You see, we live in a society where we just want things to go our way. But he says, I will show him how much he will have to suffer for what? For my name's sake. So your suffering is probably because God is trying to get somebody else to see that it's possible to suffer and still have joy. It is possible to suffer, watch this, and still say God is able. It is possible to suffer and move forward because remember, suffering moves you forward. Persecution moves you. You said that just doesn't make any sense. Stop trying to get it to make sense, analytical. Gosh, man, that's no faith. Oh, man, it's got got two and two got to be four. No, two and two to God is like 12. Or 22. Or 65. Who, who really said two and two is four? Who said that? How many sides are there in the square? Huh? How do you know that? If you really look at it, who taught you that? If you really look at it, it doesn't have four sides. <laughs> See, you got to look at it clearly. Right? Even you, you understand what I'm saying? Because if I were to draw it, you would see it differently. But we were told these things. But God is saying, you have to look through the lenses of Scripture to see that what you're going through is just part of his preparation to use your life for his namesake. This man was so notorious that this man was willing to question what God was asking him to do. And I thank God tonight that God's power is seen when he saves sinners like us. Give God a hand clap of praise.